Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Anyway, forgive us. And I thank you, Father God, for the blood of Jesus that covers us in the name of Jesus. I thank you that everything that we need, God, you have already supplied it. I thank you, Father God, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you on today. I thank you that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened on today as we go into the word of God. I thank you on today, Father God, that I have been and we have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before I go into this teaching, I want to announce this um, to everyone that's in the room and to everyone that's watching live. I did not win the lottery. (laughs) That is another Amanda Bryant. I did not win $100,000. Amen. So we want to get that perfectly clear so you don't have to sneak around asking somebody. Ask me, and I'll let you know. So everything that I get, it does come from God. So if you see me with anything new, don't call me a liar. (laughs) Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. If you look and see, the woman was out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Somebody said, well, you probably went and played in Wilmington and act like, please. Anyway, I want to clear that up before we go into the word of God. Amen. Amen. Because people are asking around about me winning some money. How is that going to help you if I did? Hallelujah. Open your Bibles once again to the book of Ephesians. We're going back in talking about the armor again. Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to begin at verse 17 and end at verse 17. And we want to hear what God has to say unto his people because this is God speaking unto his people. The Bible now reads. When we get there, let us say. Amen. Amen. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God you may be seated let me go back to where we were dealing with the armor of God and knowing that the only way we're going to be able to stand the only way we're going to be able to defeat the wiles the deception of the enemy and stand is to have on all all the armor not just a piece of it we got to have on all the armor of God and I believe some of us are going in the battlefield um, not dressed 
not fully clothed. I don't think some of us will go out of our house not being fully clothed, but some people will. That are not in their right mind. They probably would, but we want to be fully clothed with our spiritual armor on. So that's the only way. This is why Paul kept saying it. The only way we will be able to stand dealing um, with spiritual warfare is having on our whole armor of God. You have to take the time on a daily basis to make sure that you're armed and dangerous. You cannot give the devil a foothold. You cannot be ignorant of Satan devices. And the way that you're not ignorant of Satan devices is you got to put on the belt of truth. The Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Jesus says, sanctify them in truth, set them apart in truth. My word is true. We know that Jesus is the word of God. So the moment we accept him as our Lord and as our savior, we are accepting the word because he is the word. So when we put on that belt of truth, that means that we're accepting nothing but truth. So this is why it's so important that you get into the word and stay into the word of God. You can't do hit and miss when it comes to the word of God. You just can't get into the word when things are going on in your life. You have to stay in the word of God to keep yourself prepared for whatever the enemy is going to send your way. So once you put on the belt of truth, remember everything else is held up by the word of God. You have to have the word first and foremost. You have to have the word first and foremost. Some of us think that just because we're born again, we're okay. You know, in a sense we are, we will miss hell. But while we're here on this earth, we're going to have to make sure that we have on our armor in order to live in this evil world. You cannot live in this evil world without the word of God. The word of God is going to keep you. It's going to sustain you. It's going to give you life. This is why the Bible say quicken me according to your word, because God's word is what brings you life. He said that the spirit. The spirit is what makes alive. It's what quickens your flesh. It profits you nothing. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The word of God is the only thing that is going to bring you life in these evil times. This is why he said, my son, pay attention to my word. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and they are health, and they are medicine unto all your flesh. The word of God will take care of all your flesh with nothing missing and nothing broken. And this is why the enemy, he wants to keep you out of the word. He wants you to think that the word of God is not working. And sometimes we will think that. When we go through in, in life and we speak in the word of God and we're believing what the word is saying, seem like the heat get turned up even hotter. But we got to remember when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they refused to bow down to any other God, they went in that fiery furnace trusting in God. 
trusting that he was going to bring them out. And God did bring them out, not even smelling like smoke. And that king saw another man in the midst of them. That was the word. See, when you going through, the word is in the midst of you. When you speak in that word and you knowing what that word is saying unto you, God have his angels all around you. He has those angels protecting you. Look at Saul and Silas when they went to prison because he delivered that lady from that spirit of divination. And they sent him to prison, him and Silas. But when they got into prison, they knew what was going to save them from that prison. So they began to pray and they began to sing praises. And then suddenly it was an earthquake and that foundation of that prison began to shake. Not only did it deliver them, but it delivered the people that was in that prison. So you might be in a place today, a place that you don't quite understand, a place you're begging God, God, I need to come out of this place but I'm telling you right in that place somebody's getting delivered because they're seeing how you're standing through what you're going through they're seeing how you're trusting God in spite of how people are treating you so this is why we have to have the word look at your neighbor and say neighbor, neighbor. say oh neighbor. oh neighbor you have to have the word of God, word of God. you cannot Leave home without it. Say neighbor. Oh neighbor. You need the word of God. Say don't. Don't. Leave home without it. Come on somebody. You got to have the word on a daily basis. And you have to know what word you're getting. Because everybody who's speaking it, preaching it, teaching it is not the word. Because the enemy even twisted the word of God. So this is why you need revelation knowledge. You need spiritual insight. And the only way you're going to get it is through the Holy Spirit. You don't take everything people say to be truth. You got to have the Holy Spirit as a witness that's testifying to what's being said. This is why you need to bring your Bible when you come into the house of God. You need to bring the Bible. You need to write down things that I have said. And you're saying, wait a minute, I'm I'm not quite getting that. Write it down. Come ask me. Ask the Holy Spirit. Get understanding. In all things, you need to get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. But in all things, what do we get? Understanding. Don't go on the first thing that you hear. If you don't know what's being said, get some understanding. And I'll assure you. If you spend time in the word, it will be revealed to you. It will be opened up unto you. That's why the word is a lamp unto your feet. It is a light unto your path. And the entrance of the word gives understanding, even until the simple. Amen. So the next thing is the um, breastplate of righteousness. When you put on that breastplate of righteousness, you cannot put that on without the word. So you have to know that you in right standing with God. It's not for anything that you have done. It's what Jesus have done on your behalf. He who knew no sin became sin for us so we can become the righteousness of God through him. So our righteousness is not based on us. Our righteousness is based on him. The Bible says that our righteousness is like a dirty 
filthy rag. But now that we're in Jesus, y'all, I'm not dirty and filthy no more. I have been cleaned. I have been washed by the blood. So this is why you have to know your equipment that you have on. This breastplate of righteousness protects your organs, your, your heart. So when the enemy is coming in and trying to make you feel like you're not righteous, you're not holy, you got to do this and you got to do that, you don't go in self-righteous mode. You don't go try to pray more. You don't go try to fast more. You don't go try to speak in tongues more. It's not based on what you do. It's based on what he has already done. Then we have the shoes of peace. We know that the Bible says it's the shoes of the gospel of peace. When we hear the good news of what Jesus done for us, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and how we accepted that good news, guess what? We're in peace with God. We have been reconciled to him. God is no more angry with us, y'all. So we can live in peace. And then it tells us that the peace that he give us is not the world's peace. His peace is different because whatever the world is going through, we can still have peace because we have the who? The prince of peace living on the inside of us. Peace is also a fruit. So we can live in peace. So then we go on the next thing that we talked about. We got the shoes. We talked about the shield of faith. That shield of faith stands out in front of everything. Why? Because faith come by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. So when you believe in, in the word of God, you're going to be speaking the word of God. It's going to bring your shield out in front of you when the enemy is coming at you. But remember those shoes of peace is going to keep you firm. It's going to keep you in a position where you can't be moved. You may be shaken, but you can't be moved. So if you stand in firm, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the living God is going to raise up a standard against him. Your shield is going to always be raised up to cover every fiery dot that the enemy is sending at you. It's going to quench it. Why? Because when the enemy is sent at something, when that shield is watered down, come on with the word of God, whatever he's sending, it cannot hit you. It cannot affect you because you know who you are now that you in Christ Jesus you know your new identity so whatever he's shooting you with that shield is always up so the next part we want to talk about is well let me back it up when your shield is up you cannot connect with any and everybody that's not in the word of God that does not believe what you believe because when you connect with people and other things, what happens is unbelief come in. You can still have faith and unbelief at the same time. We talked about that when this man came to, to the disciples and wanted the disciples to cast out that demon that was in his son. They could not do it. It's not because they didn't have the power to do it. Sometimes when we look at something and it look... Um, how can I say, a way that we may become afraid of the way it's looking, then we forget who we are. But when they brought him to Jesus, that spirit did come out of him. Jesus commanded that spirit to come out. But the first thing that man said to Jesus, he said, I believe. But help my unbelief. He had some lack of trust in God. 
Where does that lack of trust come from? Because when we focus more on other things, more than we're focusing on the word of God, we lose that trust in him. It's not that we don't have the faith because God has given all of us the same measure of faith. It's what you do with what you have. So that man, when he saw that those disciples, which was followers, learners of Jesus Christ, could not cure his son. Come on, some unbelief come in. Some disappointment come in. How many of us have been in that situation where we believe in God, we're trusting God, we know in what the word says, or we feel as if we believe in God, but it just don't turn out the way we thought it should. So we lose some trust in God. So when another situation come up, come on, that unbelief, that doubt from that previous situation come up and we're saying, well, wow, if it didn't work out over here, over there, how is it going to work out over here? So we got to get rid of that unbelief because that unbelief, it blocks the flow of faith because the faith that we have is coming out of our spirit. This is why we have to move all blockers that's stopping us from holding up that shield of faith. Now we have the next one I said is a helmet of salvation. In the army, the soldiers would put on that helmet. And when they would put on that helmet, what that helmet did, it went over their head, it come down the side of their face, but it also covered the back of their neck. The reason why is because they would take an axe and cut off their head. So their head had to be protected. How many know that once that head is cut off, that body don't know which way to go? I'm going to say it again. When that head is cut off, that body is all over the place. So those soldiers had to be well protected with that helmet. So this is what God is saying. That helmet, the reason why Paul used that helmet is because he said, if you don't know, What Jesus done for you, his death, burial, and resurrection, if you don't know what salvation done through Jesus, then guess what? You all over the place. When you don't know what it means, let me go over salvation first. Now, the helmet of salvation is everything that Jesus has provided for us through his death, burial, and resurrection. What he has provided is healing, deliverance, prosperity, He has rescued us from danger. So all of these things are in that one package. So when you don't know these things, you're going to be all over the place. Your mind is going to be all over the place. So when the enemy come in, you all over the place. It reminds me of a um, chicken. Have y'all ever saw somebody cut a head off of a chicken? And that chicken is all over the place trying to find his head. So that's what the enemy does. The mind is the battlefield. Your mind have to be covered with the word of God at all times. Not just on Sundays, not just on Tuesdays or sometime on Wednesdays. It has to be covered all the time. Because if it's not covered all the time with the word of God, you're going to be all over the place. You're going to be looking for answers in the wrong place. This is why the Bible says there is salvation in no other name except the name of Jesus. You're not going to get salvation through anyone else except through Jesus. So the mind have to be covered and it have to be covered with the word of God. And I'm, every time I say this, when it comes to the word, I'm grieved. Because many of us in this room, 
We don't get in the word like we need to. We're in everything else except the word the way we need to be in the word. Some of us get discouraged when we get in the word because we're saying, I don't even understand what the word is saying to me. But you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you. He will teach you. He will show you what you don't understand. If you will take time in the word of God, you will get understanding. It will be revealed to you. The word is hidden until it's revealed. We are born again. But until that word is revealed, it's like it's hidden. But God want to bring some illumination. He want to bring some light. And the only way he can do it is you go into the word. And when you begin to read the scripture, when you read it and all of a sudden it may be a verse of scripture that is speaking to you. You want to stop right there. And you want to say, yes, Lord, your servant hears. There's something that you're saying to me, Lord. Lord, what are you saying? See, some of us try to be, how can I put it, um, want to know everything in the Bible. Everything in the Bible, you may not know it all even when Jesus comes. Because he's steady revealing. He's steady, steady opening up. One day you may read a scripture and you're saying, oh, I didn't know that. The next day, God is giving you something else from that same scripture that you missed the other time you went in there. So scripture is not to be played with. You cannot just feel like you know something and you begin to go teach it to somebody else because you could that could be a spirit of error. That could be not what God is revealing, but it made you feel good. So you took it and you begin to speak on it and people that say, no, 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 no. That's not God. That's not what God is saying. So you got to be careful. This is why you got to keep your head covered at all times that when the enemy want to come in and he want to bring some thoughts and those thoughts don't line up with the word, you got to get rid of them. That's why your head got to be covered at all times. It ain't about y'all. Don't get me wrong. It ain't about all these titles. Yes, we do have titles and we want to honor what God has set in his body. We want to honor that. But we don't let these titles get to our head to make us feel like we're better. We don't do that because everything in the body of Christ, God has placed them in the body for a reason. So we don't want to feel as if this one, oh, I know more than you sit down. No, God has things in order. And the way you got some people with titles that don't even study the word. But they got them behind the pulpit. You got some people that go to different schools to get the word. And some of those schools ain't teaching the word the way it need to be taught. They're teaching you how to stand. They're teaching you how to God. They're teaching you how to get attention from the people. It ain't for you to try to get attention from nobody. When the word of God is spoken, it's going to quicken. It's going to bring life. It ain't for just these little gestures across the pulpit. And, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, if I had a cloth here, it would work. It ain't all them gestures that's going to get you to heaven. It ain't all those gestures that's going to save people. It ain't all pronouncing words right That's going to save people, not that you shouldn't pronounce them right, 
But God ain't going to send you to hell if you don't. It's about your heart being right. It's about you being in right standing through nothing that you have done, but through what Jesus have done. It is not about the tradition of men because the tradition of men make the word of God of none effect. So we have to keep our head covered. One thing you have to know is your mind controls your body. Wherever your mind go, your body's going with it. And I know it's true. For as a man thinketh in his heart, that's his mind, so is he, so does he become. When you think sick, you become sick. Y'all, I'm going to tell you, your mind is a weapon. And the enemy know he cannot touch your spirit. Your spirit is where you were born again, reborn, born anew, born from above. The devil cannot touch your spirit, but he can mess with your soul every day. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And when he mess with your mind, the body begin to cringe. Come on, I know I'm talking right. Let me give y'all an example. I would go on Facebook Marketplace and I'll look for different things. You know, when you're looking for different things you want to buy, sometimes you can look on Facebook Marketplace. Let me tell you one thing. I was on Facebook Marketplace. Y'all, I saw something so nasty and disgusting. Now, I ain't talking about a, a body or something like that with no clothes on. I'm talking about it was this little item up there, a little thing that had up there. and looked like it had maggots in the middle of it. I threw my whole phone down. My, my, my whole body began to cringe. And I be, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So that stopped me. I said, I got to shut you off too. Done shut the other part of Facebook off because I don't want to look at nothing going through the feed. Then I go to marketplace, think I'm doing something else. Y'all, when I closed my eyes, that's all I saw. I had to get my mind back right. So, okay, got that situated. So I said, you know what? I ain't going to let that deter me from looking for stuff on Facebook market. Went back up there. I was asking apostle, apostle, is there any kind of way you can get rid of this thing on this thing? That right there? What? No way. So I got over it, y'all. See, some mind thing, right? Went back up there. I'm scrolling again. Somebody had the nerve to take some ticks and put it on the side of somebody's face. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I threw my phone at my daughter. I say, I threw it. Come on, I'm helping somebody out. I did. I just slung my phone. I said, girl, please help me. Take this off my phone, please. She picked it up. Now she's a nurse. Oh, no, mama. That is disgusting. Now some of y'all may have. Can, can, Jamie, you probably can look at that, couldn't you? It was like little ticks, Jamie. But yeah, all around, I don't even want to talk about it. Anyhow, it was messing with my mind. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So I had to keep my mind covered. 
I had to start speaking the word of God over my mind before it set in. Because if it had set in, I would see myself the way I saw. Come on, somebody. So you have to know everything you have to let go of, even if it's simple, because it'll take your mind somewhere and it will be all over your body. Even television. The enemy want to take your mind somewhere to control your body. How many have been watching television, watching a good show, and all of a sudden the commercials come up and they say, well, if you got these symptoms, you better check with your doctor. You could have this right here. You better catch it before it catch you. Come on, somebody. You know what I do when I see that? Mute it. You're not getting in my head. You're not going to speak deaf to me because I'm, God is about life. He's not about death. Then if you're on a high blood pressure medicine, they'll put the medicine across the screen. If you're taking this right here, it is affecting this right here. You need to contact this law. Oh, my Lord. If you put perms in your hair, you could have cancer. Mute it. Messing with your mind. And if you don't keep that mind right, that body is going to react to what you put in your mind. The word of God tells us in Romans 8, 5, and 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So when I saw those things, I was becoming carnally minded because I was thinking on that opposite to thinking on who I am and what I am now that I'm in Christ. So you have to keep your mind covered with the word of God. You can't let nothing slip up. I don't care how tedious, how little it is. You got to get rid of that thing. To be fleshly minded is death. How do you become fleshly minded? Setting your mind on fleshly things. Meaning that if your mind is set on material things, come on, that's carnal, it's death. If you always thinking about what you can get, how you can get it, and when you can get it, you are carnally minded. If you're thinking about fornication, you are carnally minded because it's a lust. It's desires of the flesh, things that the flesh crave. Come on, gluttony is being fleshly minded. If you always thinking about pork chop and pig feet and all these things and how can you get them and what can you let go of to get a steak, come on, you carnally minded. So you have to make sure that you get rid of those things and the only way you can do it is by being spiritually minded to bring life and peace and the only way you can do it is through the word. Ask your neighbor, say neighbor, is your mind covered with the word of God? Say, let me say it again. Say neighbor, oh neighbor, is your mind covered with the word of God. So you don't have to answer that right now. Because some of us pick up 
other things except the word of God. If we done a survey right in here today, and the first question was, how, how out of uh, eight hours of a day, how many of those hours do you spend in the word? Could we answer that truthfully? When you wake up, are you fleshly minded or are you spiritually minded? If you're waking up and you're fleshly minded, you're more sensitive to the day that you're in and what you're going to get done in that day. But if you're spiritually minded, your mind is set on things. Come on, somebody. Oh, we already know. When you wake up, what is the first thing you think about? Is it the word or is it what you got to do in a run of a day? Come on, we can become so fleshly that we ain't no spiritually good. So this is why the Bible tells us for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, Set their mind on things of the spirit. Which way is your mind set? That's the way you're going to go. So your mind have to be covered with the word of God on a daily basis. Now, there's a scripture in the Bible that says this in Colossians 2, 18 through 19. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. Do not let anyone disqualify you. By insisting on or delighting in self-denial and worship of angels. Such people enter into visions which fill them with foolish pride because of their human way of thinking, unspiritually, worldly, carnally minds, the mind of the flesh. So what, what Paul is talking about here in Colossians 2, these people right here was following visions. They were following, um, how can I say it, rituals. And doing things of that nature. They were fleshly minded. So he's telling us that a person that is fleshly minded is puffed up. They're full of pride. So sometimes we can be so prideful that we are fleshly minded. When you're in pride, you are fleshly minded. Because you're thinking about me, myself, and I. So then it goes on to say they do not hold tightly or have no connection Listen at this, to the head, Christ. It is from him that all the parts of the body are cared for, supported, and held together through his joints and ligaments. So it grows in the way God wants it to grow. When you cover your mind with the word of God, your body is going to grow. Your body is going to go the way that God will have for it to go. Y'all think about it. Whatever you think about is what you become. Whatever you put in your mind and you keep thinking about that, that's what you become. An angry person did not just get angry overnight. It was something that hit their thoughts, the thing that they was thinking about, and they kept thinking about it. They became more angry. Come on now, I know I got some people in this room. How many of y'all, you can go back through your past. The only way you can be delivered from that is through the word of God. It may have been a marital affair. Come on, I'm going back. I'm just using whatever is coming. Whatever is coming. Maybe a marital affair where the husband slept around or the wife slept around. Either or found out about them sleeping around. 
They thought they were over it. But then when that thought comes and they begin to think about who he was with or who she was with, you slap that man. Or you slap that woman or you choking that woman and you wonder, well, baby, why are you slapping me? Why are you choking me? You know what you did. All of a sudden, it was five years ago. And that woman held that thing. Oh, I'm going there. And you wake up with a swollen jaw. Because that woman, that thought, come back up. You got to keep your mind covered. You got to keep your mind covered with the word of God. Because once you forgive a person, they are forgiven. Not only by you, but by God. God don't remember it no more. So when the enemy come back at you with what happened 10 or 15 years ago, you supposed to have that shield up. So it won't cut off your head and you everywhere. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all don't want to get over it because you're using it for leverage to get you some flowers or, or to get you something good. All that mess wear out. That don't mean a hill of beans. As them old people say, don't mean a hill of beans. You got to get your mind right. Amen. That was just a nugget. Colossians 3, verse 1 and 2. Look at what this says. Therefore, since you were raised from the dead, raised with Christ. How many know that you were raised from the dead and raised with Christ? Come on. How many really know? That you were raised from the dead and you were raised with Christ. And then it says, if you know this, aim at, aspire to, seek after, focus on what is in heaven. Wait a minute now. How many said that they know they were raised from the dead and raised with Christ? How many in the room? Okay, we got, we got some hands, right? If you know this, you're supposed to be seeking Things from above and not seeking things. Let me go to the next verse. It says, what is in heaven? Things above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Think only about. Set your mind on. Fix your thoughts on the things in heaven above, not the things on the earth. So if you know that you are a kingdom citizen... Your mind's supposed to be in heaven, not on this earth. So if you're talking earthly things, you're doing earthly things, your mind ain't set. Because your body is acting like an earthly being, a fleshly being. Anytime you see somebody that say they know the Lord, but they're participating in worldly things, their mind ain't set. Their focus ain't set. Their attention ain't set. Because if they're doing what the world is doing, you are not focused on things above. If you're trying to get what the world got, you ain't focused on things above. So he said your mind have to be set. Fix your thoughts. You know how you set an alarm clock. You wait for that alarm clock to go off to wake you up, right? How many know that when your body adjusts to a time, You don't need no alarm clock. Your eyes automatically open to that very time. Because it's set. It's set. Your mind is set. Your body is following where your mind is. 
And when your mind says time to wake up, your body wakes up. So we got to understand you got to keep your mind covered with the word of God. This is what happens when we don't keep our mind covered with the word of God. And this is what this ministry is about. Strongholds. A stronghold is an area in your life that you held in bondage due to your way of thinking. A stronghold is an area in your life. It could be any area in your life that you held in bondage due to your way of thinking. This is how a stronghold developed. It developed through your thoughts. Whatever thought come to you and you don't deal with that thought, thoughts builds walls. It builds fortresses. If you don't deal with that thought, another thought going to build on top of that thought. You don't deal with that thought, another thought going to build on top of that thought. Then it's going to have you closed in. So it's like a prison to you. You're in a prison. You're behind a wall full of thoughts. On the outside of that prison, nobody can come in because there's a wall. On the inside, you can't come out because it was built up with thoughts. Some of us are going through the same thing, thinking the same way because we have not uprooted wrongful thinking. You got to ask the Holy Spirit, what is the root cause of this? Because you can be all over the place and ain't hit the root. And that's why the enemy is having a field day. Do you know when you get sick, you know you're sick because of the symptoms. But until you get to the root, you're going to get sick again. Y'all didn't know. Because you just fighting off symptoms. Come on, that's all cough medicine do. Cough medicine, whatever they give you, it fight off whatever is there, but it ain't got to the root. So you can live through it as long as you're taking these things, right? You can make it. But if you don't get to the root of it, it's going to come back again. So this is what's happening concerning our minds. When a thought come in your mind that don't line up with the word of God, you got to get rid of it. You can't just dismiss it and say, oh, it ain't true. You got to get this, um, get rid of it with the word of God. And if you're not using the word, it's building blocks. It keep building. It keep building. And then it have a wall so high that even though I'm giving you the truth, it bounces off. You're not accepting truth no more. Your heart has become so hardened. Now, people are always saying, I'm tired of the devil messing with me. I'm going to tell you some truth. The devil's finished with you because once he set up those strongholds in your life, he don't have to mess with you no more. He done set it up for you. When you did not accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you were not born again, all of us was in this world, right? We was born. We was born unto who? Satan and into his kingdom. This is why you got to renew your mind. This is why you got to get rid of everything that don't line up with the kingdom of God. You got to take the time to go into the word of God, to read it, to meditate on it, to study it. So you will know what truth is. Everything that the enemy say to you is not truth. It may sound true, but it's not truth. You got to know the truth in order to be set free and to come out of that bondage. So that's what a stronghold is. 
It's a fortress. <clears throat> it's a wall that was built with thoughts. So if you haven't, if you see a person that always say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Do you know that's why he said you got to forgive them seven times, seven in a day, seven times 70 in a day. Think about that. You know why God said that? Because it takes you that long to get your mind right. Because as soon as you say, I forgive you, and you ain't applied this word to that forgiveness, you're going to go back and do the same thing. You ain't, it's in the heart, y'all. That seed has already been planted. The more you think about what a person done to you, the seed is being planted in your heart. The more you think about sickness, even though there is no sickness, the seed is planted, and that body is bringing forth what you planted. Whatever you plant will begin to grow until you dig it up. Anything you plant, whether good or bad, is going to grow. Not unless you dig it up. You got to get to the root. This is why I always tell people, and people get mad at me. Oh, you just covering the surface. The, you ain't got to the root yet. You're going to go back and do the same thing. No, I ain't. Okay. Because if you don't take that word and root up that filth, and root it up, you're going to see the same pattern in that person. And you know what people are going to say? Dang, sorry, just don't pay them no attention. They're going to go back and do the same thing. Don't, don't pay them no attention. You have to pray for that person. You got to pray and say, God, open their eyes. Allow them to see what's affecting them. Allow them to see the root. I have told so many people, this is what you got to deal with. No, that ain't me. That ain't me. Okay. That ain't you. No, no, I'm not prideful. A prideful person is always exalting themselves. A prideful person always wanted to be about them. A prideful person will not humble themselves. They always want to be right. So when you recognize these symptoms from pride, you need to uproot it. Everybody in this room got a little bit of pride in them. But one thing that I learned when I get prideful, I have to come back and say, wait a minute. Mm -mm. I shouldn't have said it that way. It ain't about me. That's not how it's supposed to be. If I offend it in any way, please forgive me. You want to make sure those areas are covered, y'all. You want to make sure that the word of God is taking root. If the word take root, it's going to bring up everything that don't supposed to be there. Because light and darkness does not mix. Everybody in this room know there's an issue in your life. Going back to the woman that had the issue of blood. She went through this sickness for many years. But the Bible said when she heard about Jesus, when she heard about him, she kept saying within herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And this woman, by staying focused on the hem, which is the word of God, by her staying focused on the word of God, she pressed her way through. Everything that was coming against her, that was stopping her from getting to the word, she pressed. She pressed her way through a crowd and she grabbed hold to the word. When she grabbed hold to the word, she felt life come into her body. And when that life came into her body, she knew I'm made whole. 
See, the problem is if we have not grabbed hold to the word the way we need to grab hold to the word, we're not going to receive the life that the word gives. Grabbing hold to the word means that we got to meditate on the word day and night. When you meditate on the word day and night, you're going to observe to do all that's written therein. Then you're going to prosper. Then you're going to have good success. Come on, watch some people's lives that are really in the word of God. You're going to see them prospering and you can't stop it. Because it's already written. What God has said is already written. And if they're grabbing hold to it, you're not going to be able to stop it. They're going to prosper. They're going to have good success. And you're going to go on being jealousy, jealous and anger because you don't like to see them prosper. But you can't bring them down. Because the more you pull them down, God is going to bring them up. This is why you have to have the word of God. You have to live by the word of God. You got to meditate on the word of God day and night, not just in the daytime, but at night you got to meditate. We don't supposed to be putting nothing before this word, because every time you need the word, whatever you have planted in you is what's going to come out out of you. So we need the word. It reminds me of Joshua six. When it was going in to take Jericho, it said, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. That was a fortress. They had a wall around Jericho. But how many know that those walls came tumbling down? Because when you take the word of God and you begin to apply the word of God to any given situation, Trusting the word more than you trust in that situation. Whatever walls is in your life, they're going to come tumbling down. And let me tell you something. Praise is a weapon to deal with these walls. So this is why it takes it. Everything goes right back to the word. You got to have the word of God to keep your mind covered. There have to be. You have to be spiritually minded to have life and peace. You know, when you're not spiritually minded. You know when death is in front of you because you're thinking on carnally things. You're thinking about what was said instead of focusing on what the word of God has to say to you. The more you focus on the word of God and set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth, your body is going to follow. If your body is tired, you're supposed to speak that he's give power to the faint. To them that has no might... He increased strength. So body, you are strengthened on today. Because you can do all things through Christ which strengthen you. When fear is coming in your life, you're going to say, fear thou not. Because God is with you. Be not dismayed because he is God. He will strengthen you today. He will help you today. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand. Who are you speaking to? You're speaking to your body. Because guess what? If, if negative thoughts are in your mind, your body comes, becomes weak. Come on, y'all. Y'all know the deal. Anything you think on opposite to the word of God, your body become weak. When somebody call you and tell you that a loved one, something happened to them, all of a sudden your body become weak. But then you remind your body. Guess how you remind in your body? I'm going somewhere today. That sword of the spirit 
that sword comes out at all times because it's rhema. It is the word that you have implanted and that sword is steady wailing whatever you have put in your, come on somebody. And we ain't even got there yet. See, this is why you have to know for yourself. Sometime I'll, when I'm sitting with the Lord, it really grieves me when I see people that say that they're born again, but their lifestyle ain't reflecting being born again. See, when I look at being born of the spirit, being born anew, guess what? I have been transformed in my spirit, but my mind got to be transformed, renewed or changed according to the word of God. That tells me people who quote the word are in the word and don't really know what the word is saying. Because if you know what the word is saying, you're not going to socialize with the world. You're not going to be partying with the world. You're not going to be listening to what the world is listening to and say it's okay. Because light and darkness does not mix. When your mind is set on things above, it will change your way of living. It will change your way of doing the things that need to be done. This is why you have to always let the word of God be before you because you can be easily snatched. You can lose your identity. What am I saying? People's identities get stolen all the time. And the reason why is because sometimes we give out information (laughs) that we shouldn't be giving out. We give it out to the worst of enemies. Sometimes things can be so easy on this internet. Come on, somebody. So easy to do. We, we let our socials float around everywhere. On the phone, we're giving them out. We're giving out cards on the phone. Come on, somebody. Yeah. We're giving out all this information to pay bills. Come on, on the computer, by voice, we give it out. We trust in these people. But when it comes to the word of God, we don't give it out the way we need to give it out. We don't give what we don't put in. The more you put in, the more you're going to give out. People don't want to hear what you got to say. I double dog dare you to stay in the word of God. And if you mingle with somebody that don't know him the way you do, you won't be mingling no more. Not unless they want to know what you know. Family. Close family ain't going to want to be around you because they say you too holy. You, You don't do like we do. You don't act like we act. You don't go where we go. You think you better. No, I have a new identity. I know who I am. I know who I belong to. When you are born again, when the word of God is in you, you ain't going to want what everybody else wants. You ain't going to be acting like everybody else act. You're going to bring correction when somebody is not right. You're not going to sit there and let somebody fall when you know the truth. Because you are a kingdom citizen. So you're going to do according to the kingdom, not according to your flesh. See, I'm going right back to flesh. Because flesh is saying, no, they ain't going to be your friend no more. Don't, don't say nothing. You know they ain't going to be your friend. If you tell them that, they ain't going to be your friend. Well, they were never my friend. Because if I'm telling them the truth, and the truth is going to help them, and they turn away from the truth, they were never a friend. The only friend I have is Jesus. And he sticks closer than any brother. So we got to make sure our minds are covered. We got, and how do we do this? Second Corinthians 10, three through five. 
Expanded Bible. For although we live in the world, how many know we do live in the world? That means walking in the flesh. We do not fight, wage war in the same way the world fights according to the flesh. Yo, I can preach on this all day long. Because verse 3, we got some people that's fighting according to the world. I'm going to knock you out, but first I'm going to cuss you out. Then I'm going to knock you out. Then when you get up, I'm going to cuss you out again. And I'm going to knock you out again until you can't get back up. That's the world's way, right? But this is how we fight. The Bible is, gives us what we need. The Bible says we fight with weapons that are different from those the world uses, not merely human weapons, not of the flesh. Our weapons have power from God that can destroy the enemy's strong places, strongholds, fortresses. We destroy people's arguments, human reasonings, and every proud thing, pretensions that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. We capture every thought and make it obey Christ. In order for us not to have a stronghold in our life, we got to capture these thoughts. We got to get rid of these thoughts that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. How will we know that it's exalting itself above the knowledge? You will know because you're in the word. And you know what the word of God has to say to you. If it is not according to the word, you're going to capture it. You're going to cast it down. And you're going to say, you're not taking up room in here. No, you're not having a room. You're not building a wall in my mind. And then we got to look at Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, changed, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So in order for your body to be made a living sacrifice, your mind got to be renewed. You can't be conformed to this world. When people see you living right, don't you know that sinners know saints? Because they know a saint ain't going to do what they do. So how can you minister to someone and you're doing what they do? How can you tell someone that they're wrong and you just cuss somebody out? We do fall short sometimes, all of us. But the thing is, we get up and we apologize and say, that shouldn't have come out of my mouth. That was wrong. That's how people are going to know that you're different, that you're not the same. And you make a U-turn and you don't go that way no more because you know who you are. And you don't have a nasty attitude and do what somebody else did to you. You don't do that. I'm going to get you. You better watch your back. That ain't being Christ-like. So we have to keep our minds covered. We have to keep on that helmet of salvation. Salvation is the total package. We're already healed. So when sickness hit our body, when we're going into the word of God and taking our medication, when we're going through in our body, we're reminding our body. We're saying, body, you already the healed of the Lord. Healing is the children's bread. 
God sent his word and he's already healed you and delivered you from your destruction. He took your infirmities. He bore your sicknesses. We have to remind our body that Jesus was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. And the chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, I was already healed. So body, take your medicine today. You are the healed of the Lord. Pain, you go in the name of Jesus. Because pain and healing cannot invade the same body. So you got to go. So in order for healing to flow from your spirit to your body, it takes a renewing of your mind. Not just laying there, oh, I'm so sick. I don't know, I'm, too, oh, I'm so sick. Shut up, leave me alone. I'm so sick. If you just knew, you got to rise up and you got to speak the word. You can't deny that, there's, that pain is not there, but you don't have to accept it. So you got to speak what the word of God is saying. And then when we come to prosperity, God, you said, beloved, you wish above all things that I should prosper and be in good health, even as my soul shall prosper. Then, Father, you told me that I have abundance and no lack. You told me that you are my shepherd and I shall not want. God, you told me that I shall flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. You told me if I obey and serve you, I will spend my days in prosperity and my years in pleasure. So I am prosperous outside of what it looked like. So we have to get our mind in alignment with what the word is saying. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in the fruit of my womb. Everything my hand touch is blessed. The blessings of the Lord makes me rich and adds no sorrow to it. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Everywhere the soles of my feet shall tread, I shall possess that land. So you got to remind yourself of these things on a daily basis and father I can love my worst enemy because you love me and that's why I can love you so I can love my worst you got to speak those things that be not as though they were let this attitude be in me that was in Christ Jesus I have the mind of Christ. I'm going to let that mind out of me. How am I going to do it? Through studying the word of God, through meditating on the word of God, they're going to know where I'm from. And I'm not from this world. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. And I don't do what the world does. If you can just remember that and get that planet, when somebody's coming up on you and they're cutting on ungodly music, wait, 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 wait. I'm in the world. But I'm not of the world. So I don't do what the world does and I'm out. Come on. You can't stay in a place if you're not strong. If you ain't built yourself up, you're going to end up going back to that place where you were. And you're going to think it's acceptable. And people that hang around you, they're going to think, oh, you okay. God forgave you already. But we're supposed to be living what? A godly life. Amen. So keep on that helmet of salvation. Because if you don't, you're getting your head cut off. If your body is everywhere, it's because your head done got cut off. If people is everywhere doing everything, being anxious, can't sit down, their head is off. So it's time to keep that helmet of salvation on at all times. He said, take 
the helmet of salvation. That means you want to keep it on at all times. Amen? Amen. God is a good God. We honor God and his word on today. If there's any people in here today. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.